Hello, and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll highlight what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. We'll also check in with our community partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across our community. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Hey, I'm Nikita Green, the Chamber's Vice President for Leadership, Diversity, and Inclusion. Today's topic is one that's becoming a hot topic among HR professionals and executives alike, pronouns in the workplace. So my amazing guest today is Ivy G, the founder of the Hospitality G. And in Ivy's work as a trainer and motivational speaker, Ivy helps organizations create healthy and positive work environments for all. So Ivy, will you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and specifically how you educate people about the use of proper pronouns in the workplace? Let's start with saying I have fun. I have fun because I'm super passionate around encouraging individuals to get out of their own way. Um, I take pride in motivating hospitable behavior in the workplace, um, training a safe space has become something that's very important. Like you said, Nikita, it's a hot topic of making sure that we can communicate effectively, especially when it comes down to staff who spend the most time with us. So the latest fun that I've been having is teaching sexual orientation and gender identity, Um, differentiating the two and ensuring that people understand how to respect individuals, how to um, ensure that people have a healthy lifespan by being able to show up exactly who they are authentically. Um, Within teaching the sexual orientation and gender identity, it's led down a path of ensuring that people um, don't assume for for anyone, like we don't need to label anyone like we've done before. Um, We need to feel comfortable with asking people so we can respect individuals. So Nikita, I've been having a lot of fun in a lot of different organizations, uh, connecting those dots for people. That's exciting. This is so important. Our identity is important and how we're seen and, um, and respected and valued in the workplace is super important. So I'm excited to talk to you about this, but before we dig into this topic more, let's make sure that we're all on the same page with terminology. Um, Talk to us about the differences in gender expression, gender identity, um, biological sex, um, sex orientation um, and identity and sexual behavior. What what words should we be using to describe people in the LGBTQ plus community? Ah, so that's a good that that let's let's start with that. Yes. Um, So let's start off with um, the thing that people are most familiar with. Right. And that's biological sex. So that's like the sex that's designed or designated at birth. We're talking about um, how people are classified, right? So that right there, and in in my uh, line of work and when I engage with community, we like to say that's how you need to identify me, 
Okay. So sex assigned at birth or sex designated at birth falls on a, um, on a spectrum, male, female, or intersex. Um, and intersex is now the technical term for an individual born with um, ambiguous genitalia. Okay. So that's biological sex. Then when we start talking about um, uh, gender expression and gender identity, those, that, that digs just a little bit diff, uh, deeper. So gender identity is the internal sense of self and how a person feels they are regardless of the sex or gender assigned at birth. So gender identity is how I see me. Then when we start talking about gender expression, it's the external way that an individual presents themselves typically through their appearance, dress, and behavior. So I like to say, this is how I choose to express myself, all right? Mm -hmm. Then when we start talking about uh, sexual orientation, this is how an individual categorizes their emotion, right? So this is how I identify the behavior and my identity and my attraction for another individual. Now, as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about these things, I like to connect just a little bit of the dots of saying that my gender identity comes from internal. So that's my mind and how I see myself. My gender expression, well, that's the outer shell, how you may see me. And then my sexual orientation, well, that comes from my heart, right? And all of those different things, everybody has that, right? So then when we start talking about sexual behavior, everybody has that too. Right, so everybody has a sexual behavior of how they prefer to have sex and who they prefer to have sex with. So um, all of those things, I hope, gives a brief description and understanding. Um, what words should we be using to describe people in the LGBTQ community? The words that they tell you to use. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important that we start talking about respecting individuals because we don't need to put labels on anybody. We need to feel comfortable with having the conversation so we can understand, learn, and sometimes take ownership when it's not an easy thing. Because in our minds, we were trained, girls wear dresses, boys wear suits, or some type of identifying marker because you found it in the men's section or in the women's section. So we know what we see, in our mind, we automatically want to trigger to put that assumption. And what I'm asking and what people need to realize is that that's not our place. We don't need to do that. We've created communication around what makes sense and how to handle um, and just respect people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's extremely helpful, Ivy. And it's, it's so... Um... It's so funny, it seems like it would be a lot easier, a lot less work if you just say, hey, you know, how would you like to be referred to, <laughs> you know, rather than trying to come up with our own contrived labels. So thank you for giving that, giving us that kind of primer on terminology. What are then some common sets of pronouns that people use? Well, common sets of pronouns that people use, you have to think about, um, again, their gender identity, how they see themselves. So if someone um, identifies and they recognize more with that feminine spectrum or the female spectrum, they may like to use she, her, hers pronouns, okay? On the other spectrum, end of the spectrum, if someone identifies more masculine, 
they may use he, him, his, okay? Then when we start talking about that intersection, right, where people um, don't basically see themselves because it's how they see themselves. And I like to lift that up. Um, where they don't fall on the female or the masculine spectrum, they may uh, categorize themselves as gender nonconforming. And that they then may want to use pronouns such as them, they, theirs. Um, recently, there have been more uh, uh, communication around pronouns such as z, zir, zirs. Um, we've also had, because of the luxury, like I said, with having these conversations, I've had guests, panelists, who are comfortable within their identity as transgender, who say, well, I was born as a female, now I identify as male, so I prefer the pronouns of we, woman, and he. So basically, when you start thinking about pronouns and typical pronouns, that's a good chunk to have. However, when you just ask mm -hmm. and allow people to self-identify and you listen for what you hear and you echo back, again, if it's something that's new to you, you gotta get a little vulnerable. You gotta say, this is new to me. Your tone, your body language, your energy has to say that because that can be felt. So you're gonna create a welcoming environment by making sure that you are paying attention listening with intention, right? Mm -hmm. Listening with intention to make sure that I'm gonna get it right because I have a desire to respect you, to see you, and to make sure that you feel valued. Yeah, so would you, would you say then that um, the best way to know how, you know, what pronouns to use for a person in the workplace is to just ask? Yeah, and I think that the best way to ask, the way that I coach to ask is making sure that you're comfortable with who you are. And I'm comfortable with who I am. So when I go into a, a unknown space and I have to put myself in a position to assume, I like to start off with saying, hi, my name is Ivy. My preferred pronouns are she, her, hers. What's your name? What's your preferred pronouns? I listen very hard and I make sure that I connect those dots, especially when it's something, like I said, that's new because I too, um, understand that there's so much language. Nikita, there's so much language. Like when you think of gender non-conforming and you think of seeing an individual and you can see that there's gender non-conforming masculine presenting. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just said a mouthful, right? Gender <laughs> non-conforming masculine presenting. Now I'm gonna make sure that I paint that picture. I don't see gender, so don't label me within the typical categories of he or she. Yet I am a um, masculine individual. So your brain is gonna trigger you to wanna to say he, especially when I want you to say they. Mm -hmm. It's a hurdle, it's an obstacle. Yeah. We all have that struggle, okay? It ain't easy. So I don't wanna paint this picture as it being easy. It's easy for me because it's my passion and that's what I love sharing with people. So you bring up a, a really good point, Ivy, that um, this is something that many of us are still learning 
And so what practical tips do you have for, you know, managers or HR professionals about making their offices like comfortable environments for gender nonconforming individuals? And, and how should, you know, how should they educate their employees on pronouns? Well, you know, I'm going to naturally say contact the hospitality, G, because uh, I teach sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, when you build up education in a um, in, in, and create that space and environment where it's okay to get it wrong, right? And you want that willingness and that understanding and that desire to get it right. You have to talk about that uncomfortable um, conversation, right? And you have to have that uh, desire and connection with individuals. You have to um, understand again those basic terms when it comes down to um, sexual orientation and gender identity. Then you have to make sure that you're not conflating the two because simply because I know your gender identity, it tells me nothing about your sexual orientation. And again, I can't assume anything. So I have to make sure that I'm well-trained. I have to make sure that I um, either give the tools that are gonna be necessary to create that welcoming space. And it has to be super intentional. It has to. Yeah. And I, I would have to say that I, I imagine that this topic makes a lot of people nervous um, because of what I said, it, it, we're still learning, right? And, um, and you wanna get you want to get it right. What do you think are some ways that we can approach the topic of pronouns without making it awkward and, and making people more comfortable? Again, like I said, you gotta, you have to make sure that you are comfortable with who you are, making sure that um, when you recognize and understand that it's something new, saying that kind of breaks the ice, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I tell people all the time, and especially when they come and they ask me, um, Ivy, what makes people think that they're this way? Or they start the conversation with saying somebody that's a little different than us because they identified they, them. No, they're not different than us. And it's not a thinking thing. This is not for your comfort. This is for you to um, accept. And sometimes people misunderstand um, when it comes down to understanding because how do you understand things? You practice it, you do it, you're engaged in it. And if this ain't your thing, you're not gonna understand it because you're not gonna practice it. You're not gonna be engaged in it. Yet you need to have that mindset of being able to accept. Acceptance is a, 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 a powerful thing. Acceptance of the unknown, especially when it comes down to uh, treating people with respect uh, you have to be able to ground yourself in that just a little bit. Yeah, like I said, you're going to be vulnerable, yet you have to take ownership. If it's new, own it. It's new. Vulnerability means now I'm, I'm, I'm being vulnerable because I, I want to get it right. You're exposing yourself, and then you check out which resources you have, right? You have that clear communication and the consistency. You have the um, open minds around wanting to get this right. So then you start motivating and you start empowering individuals in your workspace. Um, that's just a little acronym that I like using how to overcome awkward and difficult situations. <laughs> I'll say it again for you. Yeah. You take ownership, 
when you take ownership, you have to get vulnerable. When you're vulnerable, you're exposing yourself. Yet then you have resources. You can have clear communication and consistency, open-mindedness, motivation to empower individuals. It's difficult, yet you can, with willingness and determination, have a healthy workspace for everybody. I love a good acronym, Ivy. Thank you for overcome. I'm, I'm gonna, that'll help me remember that. I appreciate it. <laughs> you got it. So is there anything else you think that is really important for our listeners to know on this really important topic? Yes, I think it's very important to understand the health disparities that are around uh, this topic. When you think about the trauma that folk experience when they aren't seen for how they see themselves. Um, it makes you take a step back. Um, it makes you uh, want to take ownership to your unintentional misrepresentation of self. When you misgender someone, you're saying, I don't see you. And I don't think that that's anybody's intention. Yet that's the weight that people have to walk around with. Um, the stigmas that come behind, um, I can't be myself, so I don't want to go, right? So I don't want to go get the help I need. I don't want to go get the um, essentials that I need because I'm fearful for self because you don't see me. So there are so many health disparities, especially if someone's tied to a financial need. I need this, I need this job. I'm passionate about this job. Why can't you see me? And what does my sexual orientation have to do with any of that? Mm -hmm. Especially when my skill set represents everything that you need, right? So I think it's very, very important that when you are asking for someone to be their best self, that you see them so they can show up and represent your organization, not only as their best self, but gosh, that's like a win-win within um, an organization, right? Once you do that, um, I like to say it then builds rapport, right? You, you make people feel safe. You make people feel like they're welcome, like they're important. And those are all things that um, gain retention within an organization. Couldn't agree with you more. That, that psychological safety is so important. Yeah. In addition to, uh, of course, reaching out to you, Ivy, and the Hospitality G, um, what are some organizations or websites employers can reach out to to further their education on this topic? Well, I have been uh, in the presence and the wonderful uh, training of the Gender Spectrum Network. So um, there are some uh, definite sites there. Um, the Human Rights Campaign has a lot of the uh, information that is necessary. Um, we have some local organizations as well, such as the Guilford Green Foundation, um, PFLAG. Uh, there are organizations like One Step Further, um, several individuals, community activists that are personally doing this work um, that have kind of paved the way for me to be able to do this work. Um, because I was able to always show up authentically. Um, so there's a great deal of work. I think the uh, Finway organization is a major um, organization as well. 
Um, but right now, since we're not stuck back then, Google can be everybody's best friend. You know, um, I, 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 I know that there's a direct correlation between having an individual that's going to help you get it right when you have the right willingness. So um, I don't advise um, Googling things and saying, hey, yeah, now I got it. Um, and then just assuming things. I, I say uh, use the appropriate tools and, and make sure that you um, have what you need to create that workspace um, because it's very important. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, Ivy, in, in true IBG fashion, you've educated us in a way that is both engaging and non-judgmental. So I'm sure that our listeners will want to know more if they want to get in touch with you and the Hospitality G and connect to your training, how, how can they get more information? Definitely. They're able to get more information on my website. That's www.thehospitalityg.biz. Okay. And that's all together. Um, you're also able to get a daily dose of positivity. Um, just following me on my main tool um, and that's social media. So I spell my name I-V-E-Y-G-H-E-E. -E -E. um, there's some moments of transparency and, and, and reflection and motivation. Um, yet re directly reaching out on my website gets you then more access to the um, services that I offer as a motivator, an innovator, and a trainer. So hopefully people will take the time to check that website out, but definitely know that um, sexual orientation and gender identity right now is the best, um, the best asset to any organization. And uh, the intention of connection is always going to be there. The atmosphere of making sure that you can be your genuine self will always be what you get when you're dealing with the hospitality, G. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Ivy, for, for joining us today. Thank you for educating us on, on something that's super important. Like you said, we should all be able to be respected and feel safe, especially um, at work. So thank you so much for this conversation today. Thanks for having me. It was an amazing conversation, Nikita. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Make sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time. Thank you.